Hello and welcome to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with local nurse practitioner, community organizer and fitness enthusiast Tracy Epps. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me, Caroline. So Tracy, you are not from Cookville. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Northeast Kansas. Yep. A little Kansas girl. And what was your family yes. like? Oh, I had the best, just all-American family, truly. we I grew up with all four grandparents, both parents. I have one younger sister. And grew up in a small town. How big That's, was it? Uh, gosh, my graduating high school class was 78, and we had three small towns consolidated wow. into one. So a lot smaller than Cookville. Yes, a lot smaller than Cookville. We had one stoplight. Wow. Our water tower, it was... The town's name was Overbrook, and our water tower truly said, don't overlook Overbrook. (laughs) And then you went to school, and you decided to become a nurse. Why did you decide to become a nurse? Went to college, got a biology major, met my husband. There's not a lot you could do, especially back then with a biology major, so I knew I had to do something else. Thought briefly about medical school, but that's too much work, so... And listeners, uh, you might recognize her husband. Her husband is Larry Epps, yes. a city council member. He's also very involved in our community. How did y'all yes. meet in college? We met in chemistry class at a little Methodist university, Baker University, about cute. 800 students. Yes, he was cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then y'all got married? Yes, we got married the summer before we started nursing school. We went through nursing school together. That's fine. Which, not always. Okay. <laughs> fun. <laughs> but, yeah. You can commiserate. Yes. At least yes, together. Yes, you can commiserate. Yes. And we get a little competitive with each other at times. So, the, But that's fun. It yeah. kind of yeah. gives you a little drive. Yes, yes. So how did you guys yes. find Cookville? We literally <laughs> got out an atlas, which, for those of our younger listeners, if there are any, is a big book of maps of all the states of the United States. And we were on a spring break trip driving down to Galveston, Texas, and he was getting ready to graduate from anesthesia school. And we literally went state by state. My job was to flip the atlas and, you know, it's like Alabama, you want to live there? No. Alaska? No. And we really went state by state, kind of flagged the states that we'd be interested in. Wow. And sent out, gosh, hundreds of inquiry letters. Right. That was before you could just easily submit online or Google a place. Yeah, she actually had to write letters. (laughs) You know, there's a big black book of hospitals that was back then. So we would look for towns that had print about the right size and had bodies of water and outdoor areas because we both love the outdoors. And And you saw Cookville General? Yeah, I think in Tennessee (laughs) it was Cookville and McMinnville and Tim even saying it like a Tennessee. Yes. Yes. It changed from Cookville to Cookville. You've acclimated. Yes. yes. Um. So I don't know. I guess the stars just aligned and this is where God wanted us to be. And we literally moved here in, what, 1987. And I remember telling Larry, I'll give you three years and then we're moving back to Kansas. Because I'm the only one in my family that lives out of state. We just didn't move away. Right. Here we are. It's been 34 years about. Yes. Yes. And you have a a family. You raised your family here. Shout out to Caitlin and Zane. We grew up together. I'm Caroline Moore. And today I'm chatting with Tracy Epps. She's a very involved community member for over 30 years now, but she's originally from Kansas. So what was your perception of Cookville when you first got here? Oh gosh. (laughs) Well, I have to admit in moving here, I had some 
preconceived ideas about the southern ladies, especially the Tupperware parties, the pearls. Yes. Um, <laughs> wasn't going to fit in. Um, and it, it was, Cookville was smaller back mm-hmm. then. And it's hard to move yes. to a new place. Yes, and we didn't have children. And I remember literally having some of the remember, little older ladies, you know, <laughs> ask me, you know, well, what's wrong with you? You don't have children yet. And, you oh, know, gosh. Just, yes. Cringe. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, but we, gosh, embraced it, found a home right away, and the town was so welcoming. And Oh, good. So where were some places that you found friendship and community here? <laughs> well, we started with church, and then, of course, you know, church is such a big part of culture here, and yes. it was part of something that Larry and I, you know, wanted to get back into after those years of school. And um, so that was a big deal. We go to the Methodist church. We intended to look around at all different churches and just kind of stayed right the first one we yeah. went. And it's been good. <laughs> but that's good, though. Um, yeah. Saved you yes. time. It's yes. always nice when you just wind up in the place you're supposed to be mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. yeah. And Larry was employed at the hospital. And again, the hospital was a lot different back then, a lot smaller. Yes. But they were starting to bring in a lot of new, you know, young physicians, young practitioners, and that was a lot of our social group. That's nice. Yeah. The medical crowd. That's, yes. that's how we got to know each yes, other. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so with you and Larry, when you were deciding to get involved in the community or say mm-hmm. in the church, you've always been very involved in the Methodist yes, church. Yes. Was that a conscious decision or did it just kind of organically happen that you started <laughs> taking on leadership roles? I think maybe a little of, both, I think, in in most married couples, you know, hopefully you kind of balance each other out. And my husband, Larry, is the, he's more the visionary and the one that sees things and goes after them. And I just kind of follow along <laughs> and I'm the maintenance person. Good, seeing know. all yes, the, the yes. little details yes, and things. Yes, and so, and Larry, the way he grew up, he really felt strongly about wanting to give back to the community. And we got involved at church, and they had some needs for the youth group, and so we got involved with the youth group because, you know, we were young back then, and we thought we were pretty fun people. And yes, <laughs> and especially when you have small kids, yes. it's kind of nicer to get away and maybe be oh, with yeah. some older kids and teens. Yes, and that was really even before we had kids, but then it worked oh. out great because we had a built-in set of babysitters. <laughs> that is nice. You got your little phone tree. Yes. <laughs> so what kind of things did you do as a, a youth group leader? Were you the official leaders? I can't remember. I was young. Well, a lot of interim. Yeah, that was before you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We were interim youth group leaders for a time. And um, I don't know. We were just all about having fun, creating a place where young people could be comfortable, you know, exploring their faith, asking those hard questions, Mm -hmm. you know, not getting the Sunday school answers. You know, let's talk about what it's really like to live in this world and decide what you believe in and. We also did a lot of outdoor things, which is great for young people. Oh, we yeah. We did ski trips, um, boating trips, days on the water. That's um, so fun. Yes. Kids yes. need that, too, especially yes. teens, because they, they take away recess right when you need it the most. <laughs> I know, but you get young people out, you wear them out on the water all day in a ski boat or inner tube or on a mountain snow skiing, and then you have this that tired, captive audience at night to sit around and talk about faith ideas and open up yes 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 all right well we'll be back with more from tracy f stay tuned
Hello and welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with local nurse practitioner, community organizer and fitness enthusiast, Tracy Epps. <laughs> now, before the break, we were talking about how you just organically jumped in to community organizing like in your church. Do you consider yourself a leader? I have come to see myself that way, I guess. I <laughs> didn't set out to be a leader. But I'm actually convinced I think that's what makes good leaders because it's the people that want to be leaders. It's it's the power hunger, you know, the power hungry people that are only there to just boss people around. Those are the ones that don't attract followers. And that's what a leader does is exactly other people on board. Yes. And you get involved because you see a need, right? Yes. Yes. And that's been it mostly. I think we've just been places where there was a need and I'm as guilty as anyone. I think we all sit around, whether at church or school or community, and you just kind of go, I wish the church would do this for me, or I wish the city would do this, or I wish something. And then you finally <laughs> kind of look around and it's like, okay, why not me? Yep, I guess yes. I'm that person. Yes, I'm that person, you know, and um, I don't know. I think that I've found that if you have a good idea or the things you've been wishing would happen, you're usually not the only one. And that once somebody just takes the first step and gets the ball rolling right. and other people come on board and then you get into, I'm much more comfortable in that position of, Gotten better about delegating, but just kind of finding out what people's skill set is and getting them plugged in. And like with the the Haunted Half Marathon yes, I've been part of now for seven or eight years or maybe longer. But I don't know. I just have the best team and I love watching it because we all have our certain gifts and roles to play. And, you know, the race comes around every every year and we're just we know what to do. So how how did the haunted half come along? (laughs) Well, that it's interesting for runners or non and non runners alike out there. That was a brainchild of Mike Huddleston. The race was organized way before I got on board. Um, Running was starting to become a more popular thing. Um, And. It was becoming part of our community. I was on the committee, and again, the head of the committee that year just all of a sudden stepped down and couldn't do it for various reasons. And another one of those things, you look around the room and like, okay, who's going to do this? (laughs) Me. Like, okay, I will. Um, So what year did you start? I'm thinking, actually, I remember the first year that I was fully in charge was 2013 because it was the year of the Boston Marathon bombing. And, and you were there. I was there. I actually ran the Boston Marathon that year, and I think I drove the poor EMS guys crazy because I <laughs> was so worried and concerned that something was going to happen at our little tiny small town race. You know, I wanted dogs. <laughs> I don't play <laughs> search you, dogs. I wanted you know helicopters, and they kind of had to call me down and say, "Tracy, I don't think it's going to happen in Cookville, but." Well, I mean, you you wouldn't even think it would happen in Boston, but oh gosh, it yes. did, and yes. you were and you were there. I mean, you crossed yes. the finish line, what twenty minutes or something before? Well, probably more like yeah, ten. Oh yeah. my gosh! I'm we were very I'm 
worried. So yes. I'm very glad yes. things are okay. Yes, <laughs> and me that, too. And that you have continued to keep organizing it here because that's yes. very scary to yeah. Yeah. endure. And it is. I have a new respect for events organizers and oh my gosh our local what we do with the race involves so many of the i mean the local police the emergency medical systems fire department the rescue squad i mean everybody just pitches in to keep our runners safe out on the course and make it happen and then that's where you know i get to sit back and just watch people cross the finish line and hear their stories and that's what keeps me doing it and this is 13 point one, One miles? miles, yes. Okay. Yes. So, and it's all through town. It's all through town. We start up at Tech, go down South Maple, wind around in front of Averitt on Neal Street, go out towards All Good, back in town around Shagrag Road, and then back down to Tech. So. But you couldn't do it last year, if I remember correctly, right? Right. We had it virtually because of the COVID. Got it. Where? Is it happening yes. this year? As of right now, we are on schedule, and I'm, I'm certain we're going to do it. Great. This yep. is very exciting. I so know. when is it exactly? This year it's Saturday morning, October 16th. Okay. Starts at 7 o'clock in the morning. So start training, yes. everybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've got a... How do people sign up if they're interested or where the, where can they find more information? Yeah, you can get more information at WCTE's website. Okay. It's called the Upper Cumberland Haunted Half, and it is a WCTE fundraising event. And the Haunted Half is not the only fitness kind of program that you're involved with. You're also no. involved with Death at Dawn. Oh, yes. <laughs> we may it rest in peace. Actually, we're involved. Yes, yes. <laughs> Past tense. Past but tense. this was but a this, big... They've started it back up again. They have? So, yes. so for the listeners, Death at Dawn started as a pre-school, not preschool, but before school at what, <laughs> 6 a.m.? Or, yes, or so what it the, was, and again, it was one of those just cool things when you look back on life and you think, you know, what are some really cool things that have happened <laughs> and we've been part of, but it was, it's a two-week conditioning program that started with our daughter's high school soccer team, and again, there was a need. The coach was upset because the girls, you know, <laughs> were not in shape by the time he had access to them and they spent the first two weeks getting in shape, and then they could start working on skills. And so ever energetic Larry Epps said, well, what if somebody else gets them in shape for you? And then by the time you you get them, you know, they're ready to go. So that's how Death at Dawn started, you know, with Larry, and we had another dad, and I was kind of the behind-the-scenes organizer. And it grew. This was it. And I mean, it grew. Y'all were getting yeah. high schoolers up at like 6 a.m. 530. Before, so 5.30. I, listen, y'all, I made it, I think, five days. I did not do the second week. But yes. that was, I am yeah. not. 5.30 to 6.30 for two oh. weeks. If people, And before school. Before when you're, school, When yes. you're like 15. So it was very oh. impressive. You got everybody out of bed. And, and it was fun. You know, it's a big yes. community building, too, because yes. you bond with everybody. Yes. There. And then it just kept growing and Students would come, their parents would come. Yeah, not would, even school athletes. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Continue coming when they were tech students. We had a lot of tech students. That's We're just kind of hungry for the group and it's team a, field. It was on tech campus. They yes, meet at yes, the field. Yes. So and I believe it is. There, there are some younger people that have restarted it recently. So we're glad it's going on. Fabulous. Well, we're going to talk more with Tracy Epps right after the break. Hello and welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with local nurse practitioner, community organizer and fitness enthusiast Tracy Epps. So Tracy, 
back in the 90s, 1996, you were part of the team that ran the Olympic torch through Cookville. Yes. Tell and us that was so fun. That about was... this. I remember this. I remember seeing you on Willow. I was five years old, but I remember okay. it so vividly. Yes. That was such a fun moment for Cookville. So, yes. And it was a crazy story. And again, my poor sweet husband, <laughs> apparently they were having, remember the um, Olympics were in Atlanta. Yes. Yes. And the torch was going to be run across the country. And the organizers, and I guess this was part of the whole system, but anyway, they were soliciting torch runners and they called them community heroes. And Larry heard this radio spot advertising you're talking about the the torch relay, and if you're interested in becoming part of the torch relay as a community hero, you know, please submit an application in writing. You had to write a little essay about what makes you a community hero or something. Oh but someone God. else had to nominate you. Right. So <laughs> Larry will kill me, but he 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 literally he really wanted to do this because he is a community hero. Yes. And so he and fitness enthusiast yes, and yes, Olympic fan. Yes, yes. And so he came home and he's told me what he'd heard, and he said, okay, I'll nominate you if you'll nominate me. And so then, of course, I was the one that got <laughs> chosen. It's <laughs> kind of the token female, I guess. Uh, yes, but he says that he's just obviously a better writer than I am. Oh, yes. well, listen, yes, you but, each got each other there. <laughs> but I had the privilege of being part of the group. I think there were six or seven of us Yes, got I to actually, carry the torch. I got out the pictures that we yes. have of it yesterday yes. just to jog my memory. Yes, and it was a thrill. We got to, the torch came in, came into Cookville and we... Where was it before? I'm trying to. It was Nashville, right? Came down I 40 and then left us, went on to Knoxville and down, I believe. Oh, fun. And so, how long did did you, did each person run it through? Oh, we just had the short little links. You know, I was out training and then I think it turned out maybe I ran a quarter of a mile or a half a mile at the most. But, (laughs) and then I was so excited, so much adrenaline that. I ran way too fast, and I, afterwards I wished. It's like, oh, I wish I would have just slowed down and enjoyed it, but I just I know, but wanted you, to run like the wind. If you have the Olympic torch in your hand, I mean, you, yes. you can't help but run fast. Yes, yes. And it's yes. so exciting even watching this year it was Naomi Osaka, like yes. the, the big cauldron and yes. everything, yes. and it's so fun. Do you, remember it was, do you remember who lit it that year in 96? Muhammad Ali. So Muhammad yes. Ali lit the torch. Yes. So you yes. brought it to Muhammad Ali. Yes. Yes. That's so cool and exciting. Yes. Um, so what is about fitness in particular that you love? Is it something that allows you to relax and get out of your head? Or is it for you a, a health driven activity? It's all of that. I think it's I think you're. Your fitness self goes through seasons just like we all do in life. And, you know, some seasons you're competitive, some seasons you're just um, kind of doing it to relax, be peaceful. I remember after the Boston Marathon, we really did a lot of reflecting about, you know, why I run and I mean, an event like that would make you question things. Yes, and the (laughs) idea that someone out there literally attacked something that you love um, for no reason. Yeah, and I just realized it's like, you know, I just, I don't know. It's my faith and our creator. And gosh, you look at our bodies and we're just, I mean, we're created to move. 
and to run and yes dance and I know we're sitting in, sw- we're just, in swivel chairs and yeah, I can't so help can, but move while yeah, I'm here. So we're just, I mean, we're created that way. I think it's a way to honor the one who made us that way. Um, I love just running, especially because it can either be solitary and I love running by myself, no earbuds or music or anything. And a lot of people just don't understand that, but I, I don't know, you just kind of zone out and you get into the rhythm of it and. You can kind of almost leave your body, I yes, guess, because yes. your mind very, trails off so yeah, much. Stress relieving, and then at the same time, you know, if you get a you know run with people, and you can just talk and solve all the problems in the world. And, yes. <laughs> yes, Lori Hatcher mentioned how yes. much fun she has doing, you know, kayaking, for example, yes, and other yes. exercises yes. with you. And yes, so I understand yeah, it can be fun do. to have a lo- have a buddy. It's good yes. for accountability, too. <laughs> Very good for accountability. And yes, and I think, gosh, and even this last year, especially during the pandemic, it's like, you know, there were so many things we couldn't do, but, you know, there's no excuses. You can put on your tennis shoes and get outside and and move. At least walk a little bit yes. like me. I'm a walker. Yes. Love that. Yes. Got to get, it, well, you yeah. can take your pets. That's what I love yes. about it. Any kind of movement is great. Um, so what, one of my favorite things that I love about you is that you always find the gift or lesson or wisdom in all your experiences. You were already touching on that (laughs) with the Boston bombing experience. So do you have any wisdom that you'd like to share or anything that you've learned, whether it's about moving to a new place or diving into community organizing, any sort of encouragement? (laughs) Oh, that's a big question. But I guess if anything, and these are probably lessons I learned alongside um, Larry, is just becoming more of a why not person instead of a why or a why me person. That's easy to (laughs) sink down into. Mm -hmm. But if you just kind of turn the focus and it's like, well, why not? And be a little brave. And does it help to... Maybe look for change in the places that you're already familiar with, say fitness for you. Yeah. You're already involved with fitness, so it yes. was easy yes. for you to then do the haunted half because you already had that community yes, there. you have that yeah, that skill set, that network, and you know what runners like. Yeah. Do you have any um, hopes for the haunted half this year? Any other projects <laughs> that you'd love to see? Ooh. Would love to see lots of community support along the course. Um, and I know if you're not a runner, it's hard to get that. But it is. Uh, I'm it, a wooer. Yes. I, will, I love to cheer yes. people on, though. So. Yes, we love. We would love to have people come out and support our runners. Because, I mean, for really for each runner, it's there's an individual story. And that's what I love behind it. And it's that's what's so great about running is you set goals. You um, adjust those goals. It's a. Like I said, you do it on your own. And that's a thing. But you can see progress. You know, so many things we do, you don't see the results from. And right it's a away. big emotional journey, too. Yes, yes. You have to be in the right headspace to commit and and uh, hold yourself accountable and yes, go yes. through that pain. So, yes. Shout out to all the runners out there. Yes, Sign up yes. for the Haunted Half. It sounds really fun. And if you're not a runner like me, Go and cheer them on. It's October 16th. October correct? 16th starts at 7 o'clock in the morning. Be patient with us if you're out driving around town because <laughs> there will be some traffic delays. 
that is okay. Well, Tracy, the community is so lucky to have you here. And I was so lucky to have you on the episode. Y'all, she was so hesitant because she hates talking about herself. But you are just so fascinating. (laughs) Well, thank you, Caroline. You're good. I think so. Good for my aging ego. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, everybody have a great rest of the week. Thanks for tuning in.